installment of Innovation Crush. It's me, Chris Denson. Yay! Any no no applause? You guys want to applaud for me? Nobody? Yay! Uh, in case you guys are tuning in for the, this will happen when it's late on a, on a Friday. Uh, in case you guys are tuning in for the first time ever, this show covers all things innovation, ideas, creativity, smart people doing smart stuff. Yes. Uh, and Jessica Naziri, you are doing all of those things. You are smart and you're doing smart stuff. Wow, thank you. I've never got that intro before. I like it. Uh, I just, yeah, it was off the dome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess for starters, why don't you give us a little bit of a 101 on uh, Jessica Naziri? A Who little, are you? A little 101. My name, like you said, is Jessica Naziri, and I am a tech expert. How often do people get your name wrong? Often. What is it? Naziri. Naziri. I mean, you kind of like say it in many different ways, but it's okay. Just, you know, Jessica is fine too. All right. Cool. Yeah. Not to cut you off with randomness, but continue. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> you're fine. Uh, so I am a tech expert, a writer, a host, and entrepreneur. I started a company called TechSesh.co to empower women to get into technology. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, where did that passion come from? How much time do we have? We got, hey, yeah. we got, how much time do you have? <laughs> yeah. This is the real question. Right, right. Well, so technology has been a big passion of mine for a very long time now. I actually started off as a technology reporter. I was a young dot-com reporter at CNBC.com, and no one wanted to cover the tech beat, and my editors would always give me all the tech stories. And I said, yes, pick me, pick me. And I would just go and cover all the latest innovations, talk about the latest gadgets, meet some of the coolest people I know, like those geeks, like we bond, you know, they're doing really smart things, innovating the le- the latest technology that we're using right now. Um, and so over time, as you see, flash forward to now, technology is a headline. Yeah. And it was so interesting for me to see where it started. You know, when I was at CNBC.com, uh, Facebook actually went IPO. So then I'm like, okay, there's something happening here. And so ever since uh, like seven years ago, I've been riding that wave. After CNBC.com, I moved to LA. And then I was at the LA Times, spearheaded their tech video department. Nice. Um, I like was so excited because I learned about Tinder right before it started. Uh, I uh, moved back from New York and my little sister was just like swiping left, swiping right. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> She's like, it's Tinder. And that's where the hot or not game kind of came about again. And uh, I had this crazy idea. I'm on chicken Tinder, by the way. This is where you get the overweight. The chicks? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, Okay. I like guys, that. Guys, go, go out there and download chicken Tinder. It's, it's How's the UI on that? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> and um, so it, I had this crazy idea to do a video and kind of talk it through. And it, that video just like has exploded, obviously, since then. I looked horrible and it changed a little, hopefully, since then. I've improved a little. But every week I would showcase new startups, really cool technology in the LA space. Left that world, started freelancing. Then I got approached by a startup founder to work at a startup. So imagine like writing about startups and then working at one, total difference. I got to see everything that a founder does and more because you put on so many so many hats. And what did they, they ask you to come in to do? I created a job for myself. We just instantly connected. We were actually on a podcast for USA Today and uh, Jonathan Eppers and I, wonderful guy, so smart, total product guy, it was Radpad. We created a job for myself where I was doing a little bit of biz dev, social media, marketing, PR, 
a little bit of everything as you would and as you should at a startup because you come in and it's your own project as well. So you right. do whatever you think you can and then some. That was fantastic. Like I covered so many startups, but to actually work at one was just mind blown. And to this day, I'm like, wow, oh, I remember this one time when I did this and this at the startup. And so it's real life experience. And um, to be on the other side, when I used to get pitch stories to actually do the pitching was really fantastic as well. Um, and I got to meet so many incredible smart people. But there's always a but. <laughs> this whole thing where they say, you know, being a female in the tech space, it's a real thing. It's a freaking real thing. I don't know what I can say. It's a PG-13, yeah. so you're good. Okay, okay. So, you know, I learned a lot, but I will say I don't think I was set up for success, and I don't think that I got the respect that I deserved. Hmm. Um, and I was one of the only other females in there. And I'm not going to have a pity party here, but let's just say I left. Um, I left, and I said, you know what? Like, these guys were doing a great job, and they were moving the product because they were the developers that did the coding, the back end, the front end. And yeah, I didn't speak their language, and sometimes they would act like I'm not in the room and have their conversations like that was very manly, mm. disrespectful. Right. Um, but I can hang, but there's just so much you can take. And... Um, I said, you know what, I need to go and learn how to code so I can get that respect and also kind of figure out what they are working on because I didn't understand. Right. Uh, I left that. I was still consulting for them and a few other companies. And then I said, okay, there's a void in the market. Um, we need more females in the space. This probably isn't the first time that something like this has happened, I'm sure. Right. And I decided to learn how to code on my own. And I also said I need to start a company. So I started techsush.co. And here I am now, a year and a half in, and it's just the best thing I've ever done, ever. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. I, you know, so it's interesting. Uh, uh, we don't get too social political on the show. Yeah. But <laughs> there's always a but. Yeah. yeah see? Yeah, um, yeah. Callback. That's a comedy term. <laughs> um, no, it, it, I feel like sometimes when you're an underrepresented or underengaged, I'll say, uh, in, in your case, um, it almost forces you into more excellence. Right, like you said, dude. Like you know what? I'm gonna go pick up another skill on top of the ones that you guys aren't recognizing. Um, what was that journey like? Because you, it sounds like you owned it. it is, and I think for many people, it either beats them or they beat it. Uh, but what was that mechanic that made you go like, you know what? No, I'm gonna continue. You know, in a much more intense way. My motto is to keep growing, or else why? Why not? I don't like to stay in one place. And so as difficult as it was to pick up how to learn how to code, create my own website, just to figure out how to start a business, it's really, really shaped what I'm doing right now. And I can vouch for so many people and say, like, if I can do it, you can too. Because when I stopped being a reporter, I thought I had no other skill. And right now I'm asked to, I'm actually teaching at FITM now. And I'm asked to, you know, be a keynote speaker on, at a lot of schools like USC where I went. Um, and brands are reaching out to me. So when you see that in the end, things are happening, there's like an ebb and a flow. It's a constant reminder that, yeah, you're doing something right. Uh, so let's walk through this for a second. You, uh, out on your website, it said geek chic and everything in between, yeah. um, which is well, well written uh, and well stated and true. Uh, define what that is and like, what does that look like when I, if I go to your site or encounter a project that you're involved in, how does that live out? So I think that often whenever we think technology, we think of like, guys in a dark room wearing sandals and hoodies and like the specific type. And I really want to break that stereotype because 
there are amazing females doing great things too that may not fit that persona. So I'm all about looking lifestyle chic, but still having that geek aspect. And so when you come onto my website, there's a lot of great technology there that's disguised in disguised in like fashionable lifestyle content and it's not scary there's no jargon it's news you can use and it's for everyone and i'm all about empowering women to get into tech by using tech there's a, a really interesting balance between especially if you understand tech yes and, and not speaking tech mm -hmm. um how do you balance that out because it's because you know if you're speaking to layman which i'm assuming that, like that's who you are reaching in, in some yes. degree and it's like I mean, I know what a pixel is, let alone, you know, what VR or, <laughs> or augmented reality is. Absolutely. So I'm speaking to a layman uh, audience. And so I'm all about speaking to really females, millennials, and kind of have a lot of pink on there because that's one of my favorite colors. But I know that's not going to attract everyone. Yeah, it's not going to. Is that with a salmon? It's more like a. It's kind of sick. salmon. Yeah, it's the lighting in here. Oh, okay, it's not. It's not doing me any justice. Um, but what's great is. Um, uh, I, I don't dumb it down because there's a difference between dumbing it down and also just being relatable. I think you want to be relatable. For example, the iPhone 8 and 8 Plus just came out this morning, and right. I was in line. By the way, there was no line. Um, you dropped two Gs. I saw your, yeah, uh, I saw your social media postings. <laughs> I did. I dropped two Gs. But <laughs> I did the review, and I'm still doing it. And I'm not going to talk about words that people don't understand. Instead, I'm going to say it has a fast processor, which means it's a faster iteration of the phone from um, – compared to the last iPhone 7. And so we want to talk in languages and ling in a language that everyone understands, but also giving information so you walk away feeling informed, empowered, and educated. Uh, I want to play a little game with you. Let's do Let's it. See, we're going to test your knowledge. Oh, God. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Safe. We're not going to test it. We're going to showcase it. Oh, okay. I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> I'm back in school. <laughs> no, no these, are, these are topics I saw, all, you, know, like, you know, you covering, and um, I, I just want to get your take on them yeah. um, as, as Jessica Naziri, the, the essence that you are. Ready? Yeah. Equifax. Are you ready? I'm, I'm, I stay ready, I think. Ooh, they had a horrible security breach and did not own up to it. And it really scares me because so many people were affected and it took so much time for something to, to kind of help everyone that was affected by the security breach and all their information being, you know, available to hackers. Um, why did you choose to write about that particular one? Because, uh, you know, I think that when there's so much stuff that's happening yes. and your brand is sort of like, I'm going to help you understand. Right. Because so many people were affected. The help you understand part was like, what can you do now that you have been affected? This is how you can check if you're one of those people that have been affected. That's great. Um, Samsung Note 8. Ooh, I am a fan of the Samsung Note 8. And even though I got the 8 Plus today, I'm still debating which one I'm going to keep because, you know, you have a two-week period where you can return things at the Apple Store. Uh -huh. <laughs> Game in the system. Yes. Don't worry, we'll release this episode two weeks after okay, uh, okay. today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this one won't explode. I, 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 this I one will not explode. And I hate when you say that word, right? Um, but it really, they suffered from that incident, but this time around, they didn't put that much focus on having a better battery life. Instead, it was the other components with the software and the camera and the hardware. Um, battery obviously is important, but last time they tried to pack in way too much, and that's really what caused the problem. Virtual reality. Ooh, I mean, we're in Hollywood, and I love when I see Hollywood and technology merging. Um, and I know you are a big proponent of this as well. 
everyone's so excited, including me, about virtual reality and augmented reality because it's now more towards consumers, and I think that it's available and not as expensive. So I'm very excited to see what happens, and I'm excited to see the talents coming together. Very techie people with very like creative industry Hollywood people. I was just talking to a guy earlier today, and he, the entity that he had formed was such the perfect blend of what L.A., could be mm-hmm. right, and then they're relatively young. But it's like to your point, it's Hollywood plus technology plus just creative visioning and a different brand of cre- than say in New York or you know anywhere else in the in the country really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't have like huge LA pride. I grew up in Detroit, so yeah. like I was, I totally respect what you just said and like the the potential there. And um, there is so much potential. Uh, wearable technology. Okay, wearable technology. So y- you know me, hopefully you know that I I, I love wearable technology. And I'm not just talking about a smartwatch, but for example, you know, we have rings that can notify you whenever your Uber is outside. And this is one area that really needs improvement specifically in the female department. Female department, wearable department. We see a lot of technology that literally looks like a computer on your wrist or like on your neck or whatever they're trying to make in terms of wearables, now's the time where we need to incorporate that technology into better looking devices, looking good, being accurate, for example. Um, And then another thing, something that I always say and I want to bring up again because I love pink, pink is not a strategy. So if we're trying to market a cool tech wearable to females, that's not the only color should be in and that's not the only way you'll sell it to me and my friends. I love that pink is not a strategy. Um, uh, I'm going to change gears a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you were talking about Tinder earlier, <laughs> which you no longer use. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, you got married recently, but you know, I guess from your experience as a you know as a sort of a catalyst or informer of, of technology and culture, how have you seen dating change? Right, because you kind of you went on the fast track with your relationship, but also, you know, there's also you, you made a great point earlier when you said you're more focused on your business because you don't have to worry about dating anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think when there's such a plethora of options and apps and platforms, you you it's almost analysis paralysis and <laughs> or like too quick of a decision. Um, but how have you seen dating change as it relates to technology? Wow, I think that that word FOMO is real because there's there are so many apps out there it's for every race creed religion you name it there's an app out there for you there's like jewish dating which is j swipe and that there was also like um j swipe and then there was another one uh, it's also my rap name yeah oh really okay i gotta hear about that okay well so with every race and creed there's obviously an app right and this makes dating more accessible to more people. I feel like people are meeting more people, but at the same time, because you can potentially meet someone else, there's this whole FOMO thing going on too, where like, oh, like I'm fear, like fear of missing out on the next guy or the next girl, there might be someone even better. Um, And I don't know, I, I think that as much as now we're relying on technology to meet people, at some point there is a disadvantage because we're not, 
treating everyone the same and that like you might meet someone really good but because of that FOMO aspect you're like well I might meet someone better and you could miss an opportunity there did you see the dating episode of uh, Master of None no season two tell me about uh, it oh so great I mean it's basically like have you seen it so uh, what's your, tell me your name again uh, Julia Julia <laughs> I was gonna say yeah I was gonna say Julia <laughs> uh, no but it's like the whole episode is him like it's him going on several dates oh my god and you know you, it starts off there's a girl looking she comes across his picture and is like uh-huh. look at that tie and, and then you know swipes Swipe. like you made a decision based on a tie yeah. which you know it's a, it's satire in a way and I think not even just with uh, I think we live in this sort of snippet culture mm-hmm. um, you know where you can you say here's five tips to be a better person <laughs> uh, even when I do it I like I read the headlines of each five and I don't read the two paragraphs no. underneath the headline. Yep. I'm like I got it I'm an expert now yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if I have a question there but I, I think it's it's interesting you know that we are living in sort of snippet culture and it, it can affect us positively in some ways because we are more informed about things yeah And then on the other end, just with social media as a whole, you know, I see a lot of relationships getting ruined because of social media. People that are already married or have girlfriends, you see someone, you know, liking another another person's picture and they might be married and it might be the picture that they're liking is like of a girl wearing some scantily clad, you know, outfit or something like that. And so there are issues with that. There's a lot of cheating because of that. Um, So. I love technology, technology, but at some point you're like, where do I draw the line and how do I kind of step away from it at times and kind of relax and spend time with the person that I'm sitting with across the table? Yeah, it's it's, it's funny. I, um, I was there's a book called The Five Love Languages. Oh, yes. I right. made my husband read that. Oh, so, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's, I don't think that's one of the love languages, making people read stuff. I know. I'm like, <laughs> you, you won't know until you read. Exactly. Well, it, 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 the, I was working with a, on another project, and the idea that we pitched, and it's now free for everybody, um, was a sixth love language, like, and, which is digital affection. Oh. You know, the fact that you didn't <gasps> acknowledge me on my birthday, oh you my didn't do God. a birthday post, you didn't do a happy anniversary video, like... It, and I've gotten in trouble for it, right? It so I just learned I have another love language. Is that what just happened? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. But it, but it's true, right? Because I mean, yeah. not only just is it me liking somebody else's photo, it's have you acknowledged mm. me in this digital? And for me, it's like that's is that the real world technically, right. right? So it's a it's a it's an interesting like construct. I'd be interested to see how much of that is true with the younger generations because this is the world they live in. For right. you and I, it might not be the real world, sure. but as I see with my younger sisters and their friends and just the younger demographic, like this is the way that they do life. The, you need to be acknowledged on social media or else it never happens. You know that whole thing, picker never happened? It's true. <laughs> like exactly. on, in, on Instagram stories or it never happened. You know, you didn't wish me a happy birthday. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I tell my friends all the time, I'm horrible at Facebook birthdays. Uh. Like, it's everybody. It's somebody's birthday every day. I'm not going to sit there and post every time yeah. it happens. So now uh, it's weird if you call someone and say happy birthday. It is. Yeah. yeah like, it's you, like, why are you, you calling exactly. me? Yeah. Who is this? Uh, <laughs> I don't even have this number saved. Um, <laughs> I got a new phone. Who is this again? <laughs> I, I, well, that's a whole other story. I, my phone was stolen a few oh, weeks ago. Oh no. Starting from scratch. Ooh. From scratch. Ooh. Uh, now, I, now I'm now a believer in the cr- in the cloud. Oh yeah. Um, I was not before. So. Um, there's an anti, there's a, there's a, and you know, for every gift, there's a curse. Mm-hmm. Or I don't need, that's not even the point I wanted to make. However, this idea of disconnecting. Oh, yeah. 
which is equally, if not more important. Um, does that show up in your work or in your personal life? And wow, how? if I'm being honest right now, no, no, I'm I'm always on. You can even ask Julia sitting right here. She has I, your phone. Yeah, and, and she's, she has, she's doing she has it for to you. take away from me because <laughs> otherwise I'd be Snapchatting you right now. No, the truth is I'm always on, and she can agree. Like I message her like twelve in a midnight and I expect her to respond um, because I know she's up and I'm up. So that's kind of how I work now. And also like for me, my business doesn't start because it's my baby. Um, I know sometimes like it's really, really important to just put your phone down. And like I said, like have a meal with someone and not have the phone. So I'm trying to make like an effort whenever I am having dinner or with like, you know, to kind of put it off and recharge. But it's really hard for me. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's. And not only that, you know, I think, hey, I'm going to sound like an, an old white man, but it's like, it's radiation. So far from it. So know, far know, from it. Right? Yeah. Actually, no, white ladies more so. It's radiation coming yeah. from, like, stuff like that. Like, don't yeah. sleep with the phone next oh. to you. Um, My Jewish father says this to me all the time. It's actually funny you say that. He calls me randomly on FaceTime to see that I have headphones in instead of having my phone on my ear because of the radiation. But is it, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's yeah. one of those things we don't quite fully know. You know what? This is a really good point, and I'm sorry for interrupting you, but what's really scary is that, for example, Apple is now really, really banking on wireless, which means more infrared, more just like technology, more radiation, and these wireless things that we're using. So I feel like it's getting worse and worse yeah. and worse. Someone needs to do study with like all these God forbid brain cancers now compared to like yeah. 10 years ago. Where did yeah. all the bees go? Like, yeah. It, it, yeah. Cause they said that it was a cell phone, like, you know, tower yeah. uh, signals that were confusing the bees. Mm. So like, if they can confuse a tiny bee, <laughs> so wow. you, got, you hold it to your, your face all day. Yeah. Um, after you do this interview, you're going to change careers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I mean, I'm that, not going anywhere. <laughs> you're like, nope, until, until I die. After this is pregnant tech, like once you start having babies, you know. <laughs> exactly. Womb tech. Yeah. Um, uh, is that next? Is that Not now. Okay, no, 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 right. no, not now. Plumbing's in order, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, congratulations, Inc. listed you as one of their top 30 inspirational women in tech. Thank you. It was very Another exciting. Round of applause, um, and you were, you were you were first on the list. Yes. Um, define the term inspiration. Wow, inspiration. I think it's someone you look up to, and that was really exciting for me because that's how I view inspiration. You know, if someone can say like Jessica is an inspiration for me in the tech space, like she didn't come from a tech background, but look what she she's ingrained for herself now. That feels good. When someone's reaching out to me to mentor them, for example, I, I'm going to start a mentorship thing at USC next week, they, and, and then someone else asked me to uh, be the keynote at a hackathon, I'm like, wow, this is really such a great feeling, especially when I had this time in my life where people were questioning as to why I was in technology. Right. That's, I mean, it's brilliant, and, and congratulations again. Thank I, you. I, but I think, it's, it, I think it's important. I think it's important for different voices to show up and just and just be there. Um, so, so thank you. Thank you. When did your interest shift into a brand, right? You were making content, yeah. you're doing stuff yeah. and you're like, and this happened to me even with yeah. this show. I was like, 
I'll just make a show. And then ah. all suddenly it was like, oh, there's real opportunity yeah. here. Maybe I should think about it differently. So 100%. when did you shift from sort of interest to like real entrepreneur? Sure. So you know what's interesting? I think that I saw the value in a brand early on, even when I was working at CNN, when I was working at the LA Times, CNBC.com. Um, I started, uh, I went on Twitter real early, like when it first came out, and I would always tweet my stories on there when people were figuring out what can you do with Twitter. And so I continue to grow my brand and bring my audience with me with every different step in my career. And um, I knew once I left the LA Times that, you know, a brand is super important. If you don't tell your story, someone else will tell it for you. And so real quick, you have to figure out like, who, what is my story? Who am I? What am I doing? What's my purpose? What's my mission? Um, and this is something that I always ask myself every single day, including who is my audience and who do I want it to be and who, who, who's like coming to my, my site right now. And so branding really enables you to set that tone for what is your your goal and what does my business plan look like that's great yeah um you know the show is called innovation crush right yeah you know you knew what you showed up for. Mm-hmm. um oh is that where we are <laughs> <laughs> we're not on the garage right <laughs> hi i'm, I'm pulling mess i'm mark Marin. um what is your current innovation crush and this is interesting i ask every guest oh this. okay but I think it's interesting with you because you study this stuff for a living. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't have to be technology. It could be a meal you had. It can be a person. I don't yeah. know. Like what is what's out there that you gave you goosebumps recently? Oh man, this is a great question. I say right now the most exciting thing for me, what I really have a crush on, if that you may, is uh, autonomous cars. That is the future. It's already here, so I don't even know why I say future. It's it's here. Um, I think it's just the rules and regulations we need to look out for right now. Um, four or five years ago at CES, I was in a auto- autonomous Audi, and so I was on the freeway, and the car was driving itself. Um, of course, we had like police cars in front and back of us just in case, and there were so many redundancy- redundancies on there. Um, the driver was still sitting in the car, but not steering or anything, and he's like, "Okay, look, I'm going to close my eyes." right now and look what happens so he closes his eyes and then the car notices and says your eyes are closed you have three seconds to open them before police show up and so I thought like wow you know as it I thought this is really cool mind blown um, and I think that we're really ready there. The technology is there. I'm excited to see what happens with our Ubers and our Lyfts because there will be no more cars, you know, that need drivers there. Right. And so what happens with the economy? I also hear that trucks are next as well. So on, you know, on all these freeways where you see gas stations and mom and pop stores, if these cars are autonomous, these trucks are not going in, like what happens with all those, those uh, you know, those small businesses as well? Um, and then again, like I'm very excited, but also on the other hand, I fear hacking, hacking into cars, autonomous cars. Like this is a huge thing that's happening. It's very easy too. And so that's just like my fear, but I'm very excited to see what happens next. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope I answered that. No, yeah. it's great. I have a confession to make. Yeah. At first I thought you said autonomous cards. Oh. And I was like. I never heard of that one. I, yeah. Me neither. Yeah. Which yeah. I, but I was. Driverless. But in my yeah. mind, I was I was going, it's Hanukkah and Christmas. It's like they're like nondescript holiday, <laughs> holiday cards. <laughs> I was like, oh, autonomous cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I hope they got that too. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's. Press one if you didn't. Yeah. I think one thing you, you uh, the great point you made is timing. Yeah. Right. As far as like the 
timing for an ecosystem of technology, you know, I think about the fact that, you know, at CES this year, there were a lot of robots. Yeah. And, you know, you've got Pepper, you've got all, you know, uh, there's a Jibo. Mm -hmm. And a, a, Apple, probably primarily, has it's gotten us used to interacting with machines yeah. in a personal way. Mm -hmm. And so you could, you talk to Siri, I talk to Alexa, and then next thing you know, let's give Alexa a little bit of a body. Like, it's a, it's a natural graduation right. as opposed to, like, uh, Rosie from the Jetsons, you know, a few years ago. Yeah. You probably don't remember Rosie. But <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, right, <laughs> Rosie. Um, no, no, no. Last but not least, complete this phrase for me. Yeah. Innovation to me is... Innovation to me is everything. That's great. Keep going. Oh, you, okay. You look, okay. About, like, you look like you're yeah. about to keep going. I'm like, I, oh, should I stop there? No. It, that mean, I, yeah. I like the pregnant pause. Yeah. But then you can... If, listen, it's everything. It's, it's what we're striving for. Innovation is what we all want. Um, and it's what I'm doing every single day and who I'm meeting. And I'm hoping that as much as I'm meeting with all these innovators, that I'm also innovating something new and different all the time as well. Uh, I, have, I lied. I do have one oh, more question. Okay, good, good. I like because that. Because I, I think sometimes when we're uh, coastal living, mm -hmm. right, and you've got the middle of America, yeah. who's not quite there, which I would imagine is, to some degree is your audience. It's very similar to like a David Pogue, who's also been a guest on the show. And he's like, oh, nice. I know who I'm talking to. Like, yeah. you know, he's not talking to the person in Silicon Valley, right? Yeah. He's talking to that mom in yeah. Idaho. Uh, have you seen anything, any differences, you know, as uh, in other parts of the country um, as far as like adoption? Um, or not adoption? Yeah, that's a really great question. Like, for example, I spent two Gs on technology today. So I don't think all of middle America would feel comfortable doing that. And so when I create my content, I say like, well, for those of you who are considering getting the eight plus, if you have anything below the five, then go ahead and do it because then there's an actual change. And so I do want it to be relatable to everyone. And I, I bring in those instances where, oh, news you can use. And well, who is my audience? And so moms are coming on board and getting a lot of information because I did a little bit on this app called Musical.ly where um, I'm sure you know what happened. This guy pretended to be this six-year-old girl and asked this girl to send nudes of herself. And so I talked about um, how you can be safe online with your kids and the steps you need to take. Right. And um, sometimes it's not directly my audience, but I think it's things that I should still bring up and talk about. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you. This is so fun. I don't want to leave. I don't care if it's I mean, Friday you stay. night. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you can stay. Yeah, I'll yeah. believe it. Okay. Uh, no, we, well, we, we have plenty more to talk about. You should come awesome. back. Awesome. Yeah. Um, everyone. Oh, but where can everybody oh, find yes. you? Where's the so Nizari? Nizari. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's .co. That's where all the content is housed. And uh, you can find me on Instagram at Jessica Naziri and on Twitter at Jessica Naziri. Geek, chic, and everything in between. Thank you, Jessica, for stopping by. Thank you. Everyone, this has been another installment of The Crush. And uh, we will talk to you next time.